You're listening to Checking In, a self-help book club hosted by Adam and Amber, where we read self-help books each week and sit down to talk about them. Disclaimer, the opinions recorded on this podcast are our own and do not reflect the authors mentioned here. Book Club Roundup! Oh my god. I could tell you were about to do something weird. How? <laughs> Just look at Was you. it my beady little eyes getting all excited? Getting <laughs> Why that glint? you always say <laughs> but it's it is it's book club roundup time yeah so last week was our season finale yeah god you remember that oh those were the good days <laughs> and um this week we're going to just kind of go over all the books we covered this season and talk about a few that we would like to cover for next season indeed um, but I also just kind of wanted to say um, thank you so much for all of the listeners throughout our first season and since we launched in November. This has been really fun. This has been really interesting. Um, and I see like our listener count go up. I would be happy if like two people listened like straight up, right? <laughs> but like <laughs> I see it going up each week, and you know people like posting about it and giving us like all these really really nice comments, especially all the people <laughs> who compliment um, Adam's production, and then people who say they like my voice. <laughs> Because I don't. Um. <laughs> Without your voice, my production is nothing. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to auto tune as I talk. Ooh. Um, but it's also really um nice to be embraced, you know, by people who know and like us, and people who don't know us that well. Um, where we do share our personal issues and things we've been through. Um, but also. We are sharing our personal experiences and our personal lives. So I think that I did want to reiterate that there is time to like take a break and step back. We've read a lot of self-help books in the I, last few months. An almost countless number of books. And it's I like... I couldn't begin to estimate the number of Sometimes books it gets a little bit mushed up sometimes the messages conflict you know it's one really big book at some point <laughs> especially if you're reading them as fast as we are and sometimes you know even though they are illuminating sometimes it's just like i'm kind of tired of I'm, I'm tired of learning about myself you know <laughs> like i'm tired of reading and and doing a whole lot of introspection to what i'm reading because it's not really like reading just like a story so what happens when you're in school and you cram yeah. You know, a lot of that goes away the yeah. minute that the test is done. But it, uh, this stuff is, it's life and the test yeah. is ongoing. So if you cram, you kind of don't know what to integrate mm -hmm. uh, when the story's over. So ideally, if you've listened to this whole season and I'm just, one scenario is, let's say we have somebody who listens to every episode and read two books. I yeah. would I would think that's about right. Yeah. That would probably be what what I would assume somebody's goal would be, not to kick ass through all of the books as fast as we have. Yeah. Because like Amber was saying, like it it all gets muddled up together mm -hmm. and 
not all of this shit applies to you. Yeah, for sure. There were definitely books that we both didn't vibe with or books that I really liked that Adam wasn't Name into. Name one. You know? Yeah. And um, so you have to really, really nail down like what you are into whenever you're doing this on your own. Us for this podcast are just kind of taking books as they come to us or things that we think might be cool. Mm -hmm. Cause straight up, like some of the ones that I didn't like or ones that I thought I would really like. (laughs) Kind of some of the highest rated ones. But let's get into that, shall we? Let's get into it. So book ought ought one. Our first book was The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Love him. Still love it. Yeah. Um, and this was one of the more woo-woo books that we read. Yeah, it definitely was. It was one I'd never heard of it previously before Adam had, had showed it to me. Um, I still am not like on board with everything that Mr. Hendricks said throughout his book. However... How dare you? We use... Upper limiting, you know, the term upper limiting, like we use that all the time. We're like, I feel like I'm upper limiting with this situation. Shorthand for I may be sabotaging Mm -hmm. myself here. Yeah. That feeling that you get where mm, this might be an excuse. I feel like I personally have gotten better at that. Yeah. In, you know, the last few months of just like dealing with the anxiety of somehow, you know, generalized anxiety of just thinking bad things are always going to happen to me. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, that does, like, come back, but you can always try to at least know what you're dealing with um, whenever you put a name on it, like, upper limiting. Um, so I think that's a good book to – I think it was a cool book for us to start with because mm-hmm. we both enjoyed it and yep. we both had, you know, valid criticisms um, I don't know if that was like our most popular. It definitely was our most popular because it was the first one. So a lot of people listened to it, but I don't know if it was like our most popular as far as people picking it up to mm-hmm. read themselves. But it's a really cool book. Um, and Mr. Hendricks and his wife, Katie, Catherine, they write books together and they each have other books. You could look through their catalog and see if there's other things you might pick out. They seem like nice people. Oh, yeah. In spite of the fact that sometimes <laughs> when I wake up in the middle of the night, Gay Hendricks is standing over me with oh an axe. Oh, my God. I was just listening to a podcast about the Night Stalker. <laughs> and you didn't know that. <laughs> nope. Uh, Book number two. Number two. Codependent No More. Yeah. Oh, we should have said that one together. (laughs) (laughs) This was definitely the most appropriate, like the most appropriate as far as like, this is the worst version of you, Amber. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was glad that I finally sat down to read that. I feel like if I had read it, maybe when I quote unquote needed to, it would have been a little bit too overwhelming. Yeah, but yep. it can also <laughs> potentially give you the strength to exit a, a an ongoing sure. traumatic situation. Sure. Who boy, I, I feel like that book is going to be a lot of people's savior. For sure. I, I got it for my older son. Yeah. You know why? Is he codependent? I don't fucking know, but there's no <laughs> way... That he's going to understand how to not be codependent mm-hmm. going out into the world at the age that he is now yeah. without having looked at this book. Well, and you can be even as good a parent as 
you know, the best parent in the world, but there are other fucked up kids, yeah. you know, that are going to be coming into people's lives. Oh, and- I didn't, I, I didn't dad <laughs> him right. You know, I've obviously, I've told him this, I've done my best, but, uh, there I've still screwed him up. Adam is a good dad. I've screwed him up less than my dad screwed me up. Oh, wow. Which was my goal <laughs> and really all that you can kind of hope to do. But, I really hope that he goes out into the world feeling like his own fucking person Mm -hmm. and getting a rein on his idea of what an ideal relationship should be Mm -hmm. thanks to this book. I also think this book um, is good for me as I'm kind of navigating my relationships um, in my 30s. I'm going to be 31 this year. (gasps) (laughs) Um, just as far as trying to prevent myself from falling into those types of habits, Mm -hmm. um, if they feel safe. Um, but also I think this book came up in other books the most. It did. It was like lots of people referenced it. Lots of people talk about it. It's canon. So it's kind of a really important book to have in your arsenal um you know just in case (laughs) book number three oh my god cues it was cues cues was a really light one for us it wasn't anything that was super heavy (laughs) nope it was a little itty bitty birthday cupcake of a book yeah and um it's (laughs) one thing that i did think of whenever i was talking whenever i was thinking about what i was going to say about each book was um i now follow vanessa van edwards on our instagram and she's been posting like her daughter her new daughter being born (laughs) stuff in like her baby show i don't know Mm -hmm. she just you know she seems like a very fun radiant person so i was like oh she is expanding her family do you know why she seems like a very fun radiant person she read because she she read her own fucking book book. (laughs) boom um i definitely Mm. do i take things that i learned from cues with me in the everyday world probably i don't know i mean i'm still me and i still think that me is going to be a little rough around the edges with whoever I talk to. Um, but do you remember to head tilt? No. Okay. Mm-mm. And I'm still not making all of the crazy hand gestures <laughs> that I need to be making. Uh, not even now. But I do remember when I'm going into a situation where I need to not be a fucking bump on a log. I, I try to remember warmth and competence. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> and it's... According to that book, an even distribution of those two qualities is recognized Mm -hmm. as um, awesomeness. (laughs) It's the the golden equation. Um, Okay, so it gets a little bit more interesting uh, because I felt like book number four was the the companion book for book number two. Mm. Hold me tight. Yeah, so this was one of my favorites, actually. Um, I really enjoyed reading it. I really enjoyed the anecdotes and the cases that were included in the book, even though it is a little older. Um, And, you know, it's not so 2023 as, like, maybe Come As You Are is. It also didn't say fuck, like, at all. (laughs) I think it's very important as far as relationships go, especially, I don't know. I just feel like I 
this emotionally focused therapy was not familiar to me in the culture that I've that I've grown up in and, and existed in. Mm-hmm. So I thought that, you know, being vulnerable is definitely a great lesson um, to have in your life with a lot of your relationships. And I think as far as just like taking what each of these books have said and kind of running with it, I think this is one of the ones that I probably do that with the most. I couldn't pinpoint one specific thing, but having gone through this book twice now, Mm -hmm. I feel like ideally on my better days, it's part of who I am. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. You're pretty open. And on my worst (laughs) days, I remember that the book exists, at least. Yeah. Like, I I know what I'm supposed to be doing. Adam's pretty open. Um, (laughs) Obviously, if the listeners know as much about me now as they do. (laughs) Yeah, I've had people tell me that it feels like they have, like, they know him. (laughs) Everybody's got all kinds of ammunition against me now. Good. Good. This is fine. I've have a lot of trouble opening up and expressing myself and my needs. So I think um, I probably took a lot away from this book. Great. Number five. Ethical sluts. The ethical slut. Um, I really thought I was going to love this one. Uh-huh. I didn't hate it at all. Yeah, same. It just I don't know if it was for me. Um, it was It was the uh, advanced class. Yeah. And like, maybe needed that 101 class first. Right. So I would have preferred to have read Come As You Are first. Mm. Because. Yes. <laughs> Very much so. I yes. would have preferred to read that first um, because I really do feel like personally I, you know, I'm still dealing with a lot of religious trauma and a lot of, um, you know, experience therapy and seek truth seeking in my sexuality um but at the same time you know while you're doing that searching for your sexuality and who you are as a sexual person it's also you can have a lot of fun mm. but you also need to be ethical so that's the whole point <laughs> So sounds like you summed up the book really well you know, in, in one sentence obviously my 30s I have deemed for exploration. Now that you're in your 30s. Now that I'm in my 30s and I'm so wise. Um, <laughs> I, you know, have deemed that for, you know, more exploration. Um, and I think that we have a pretty good foundation here. But yeah, um, as far as just like the ethical slut, like utilizing it in my everyday life is kind of like, don't be weird. Don't be an asshole. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if the season has an overarching theme, a straight white guy is going to pick up this book though. Unless like a girl like tells him to read. I strongly suggest that (laughs) 18 year old boys pick this fucking book up. Did you buy this for your son? No, you bought him codependent. No, more. No, I yeah, I got the ethical slut for my eight-year-old. That was on backward. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like and Hamish is so like Hamish is like a very like chill child. He'd be like, okay, I guess. I'll say his name. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be like, okay, I guess. Um, all right, episode six. The body keeps the scores. The body keeps the score. 
super. So like we said during the episode, this one was super, super heavy requested, Mm -hmm. super popular, lots of memes that we post on our Instagram. Um, I didn't like it. It was like somebody recommending a full set of Encyclopedia Britannicas to us. I did not like it. Um, It was a lot of information. It was all... It was all true. Yeah. It was all extremely helpful. Yeah. This is a, a great book. It's not an easy read, though. No. This it's not like most self-help books. It's, it's just kind of information. And the work is extremely important. Mr. Vander Kolk or Dr. Vander Kolk is um, really a great, innovative therapist. Um and I'm glad that he has done all the work and all the research he's done. However, this book, as far as just like the immense popularity, I thought it was going to be like a Brene Brown type situation. Like, you know, I just thought I was going to be really enamored with it. And I just I just wasn't. Um, and I remember even I was having a conversation with someone the other day. They were like, I heard it can be kind of triggering. And I'm like, yeah, some of the stories are definitely upsetting, but... Yeah, shit got real. I wasn't super triggered. Like, it just, no. like, it was so informational mm-hmm. that it wasn't, like, super emotional for me really either. Um, no, it was just good information. Yeah, and it was kind of like the stuff that I had learned about, you know, having PTSD in my years of therapy. So this might be good if if your therapist has just diagnosed you mm-hmm. and you're like, what does this all mean? You I'm, know, I'm maybe, actually about to start a therapy that's discussed at the end of this book. Uh, EDMR. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say e, uh, EDM, but uh, ED- <laughs> <laughs> call back. <laughs> yeah. EDR. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Stands for electric music doctor. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that one. You yeah, know, is there? I it mean, exists. Yeah, it's there's not really anything from that book that we use on a daily basis. No, it's just good information. I mean, yeah, I I have to live with PTSD every day, so it's, it's what how it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Episode seven was comedy sex god Pete by Pete Holmes. Holmes. So this one was categorically not a self help book, but we both really got a lot out of it. Yeah, some of the things that we are going to cover are going to be self-help book adjacent. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, yeah. If, all, if we don't like kind of stretch the parameters a little bit, it's going to get super stale. Mm-hmm. And our minds are going to get worn out from books like The Body Keeps the Score. Yeah. Like so- if we had to read The Body Keeps the Score every week... A season of this podcast would be four episodes long. I would barf. Um, And it would be be four episodes that came out over the course of a year. But when it's something like Pete Holmes, who is 99% comedian. Yeah. um, And it's a celebrity memoir. Like, those aren't, like, a super, like... It's more fun. High level. Yeah. It's it's just fun. And... But I feel like I learned a lot from it. I feel like I got a lot of, like, good information. Yeah. Um, I liked that he has a further reading section in the back of the book. That was great. Um, yeah. Which we added a lot of those things to our, our list. Mm-hmm. Our wish list. Yeah. Uh, and also, Pete talks about his first time doing mushrooms, which was, you know, it's really nice to be able to expand awareness of psilocybin uh, across our listeners as well. Yeah. For reasons. Do it. Whatever. I don't care. Thanks for that book, Pete. So that after that, we've got 
the highly sensitive person. This one was also highly recommended. Mm-hmm. Um, it I was kind of neutral. Like it wasn't like super groundbreaking. Of course, it was definitely a lot more than I expected to learn. Um, but it wasn't like my all-time favorite, just as far as it was a lot of information. And it wasn't so much like, well, this is what you can do. I don't know. It just yeah. felt like it was a lot of like, this is what highly sensitive people are. And I know she's written Miss, uh, is it Dr. or Miss Erin? Um, she has written other books about HSPs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so maybe those books are more... Um, how to kind of like go about life with these predetermined, you know, sensitivities. Right. Um, but I thought it covered a lot of ground. I thought it was really interesting and I learned a f- quite a few things, but it wasn't like my favorite book to read. I feel a lot better about, um, I, I'll experience overwhelm. Yeah. And it's honestly, it's it's usually kind of linked to like I'm about to have a migraine. Mm. Um, not always, but when I'm in a crowded restaurant at, with high ceilings, uh, no sound treatment, so it's echoey with a lot of people talking, and there's music, and somebody's talking to me, my brain is just going to go fuck you. Um, it's not going to be, it doesn't want to find the person talking in all of that mess. It's going to simply want to leave. Thanks to this book, I understand more about that. That, mm-hmm. like, Yeah, I mean, it's it should be okay for me to tap out and be able yeah. to just ask for a break from this. I take earplugs with me everywhere. Um, and, and so I, I feel like less of a weirdo. Mm-hmm. And I think it's very natural for as you're reading a self-help book to as they're going through like the list of things that these people might experience for you to go, is this me? And <laughs> for a lot of it, a lot of the books that we're going to read, it's going to be mm, no. And sometimes yeah. it's going to be like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, this is me. Oh, I'm the most toxic person that exists. <laughs> so this book was definitely like it 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 didn't hit a bullseye, but it hit. Yeah. And I really appreciated the way that it was written. Well, and, you know, my therapist all the time is trying to get me to find the positives in being a sensitive person and kind of stop carrying around so much guilt Mm -hmm. for being emotionally sensitive and stop carrying around, like, shame about it. Oh, yeah. You know. When we're chilling and you start crying over some very small thing, I'm, you know, kind of like... Yeah, good. good. Good for you to let that out because yeah, weird, for sh- you. weird shit happens if you don't, you know, like discharge that a little at a time, like me yelling at people in traffic. Well, it, yeah, it also talks about, which is in our next book, the trauma cycle or the mm-hmm. stress response cycle. Sorry, yeah. stress response cycle. So episode nine, we did Come As, Come you, as are, you Are, which is hands down both of our favorites really enjoyed it but yeah so she she talks about the stress response cycle and a lot of that is crying yeah um so this book was huge for me (laughs) yeah and it's it's pretty much going to be huge for any of our listeners Mm -hmm. that didn't write the book themselves yeah it's so much information presented in and like i said i feel like we're pretty like we're not very sheltered people like you know so 
I learned some things and my friends are going to be laughing because they're like, you're a pervert. But <laughs> I learned a lot of things I didn't know. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool um, that at the ripe old age of 30, I can learn new things about my own body. <laughs> and the the writing really nails it. The production oh, yeah. of the audiobook really Easy to nails read, it. You know, she really she grabs you by the wrist and uh drags you through a lot of information broken down so that anyone can understand it. And I've been listening to the podcast, which is a limited series, so it's over, but um, she breaks down a lot of the same things on the podcast. It's really funny. Um, she has people she interviews, questions she answers that are pertaining to kind of like each chapter. Mm -hmm. And then also we talked about the Netflix show, it's really great, too. So there's a lot of content out there for this whole realm. Definitely check some of it out if you have time. Absolutely. And then episode 10, we were going to do Why Does He Do That? that well, was fuck that. really, really hard. That I was mean, a bit much. It was. And like I hope maybe our listeners are kind of getting the picture that we're going through all these books and talking about them. Um, you know, we were reading them like every week, so... That one was a little much, so we decided another memoir. That, that book was like <laughs> having a dude standing there yelling at me. <laughs> but we got another celebrity memoir, um, which is not categorized as self-help, but ended up on a lot of self-help lists for 2022. Glad yeah. my mom died. Glad your mom died. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I, tried, I tried to be Rick and Bub, okay? Um, that's a little Gadsden knowledge for everybody. Um, but this one was really cool. It was about Jeanette McCurdy. I think, you know, everybody's been talking about this book this past year. A mm -hmm. lot of people read it. So at least you'll, if you're not into self-help books, you'll probably know what this one is. She was raised essentially in a really fucked up bubble. Yeah. But we could all see her while it was happening. And we could and, all relate to her. And we were unaware right. that her life was as fucked up as it was. Yeah, that and like we could all relate to her even though she had a very unique experience. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, it's so strange, but she dealt with grief, trauma, you know, Mom. eating disorder, just all, all kinds of stuff. Um, and she's like me, puts a lot of humor into it. Um, I was talking to one of our friends <laughs> recently um, about dark humor because we, you know, are both really interested in comedy and this is kind of a... I haven't really told a lot of people this, but I signed up for a stand-up comedy class this Woo. summer in Atlanta. <laughs> I'm really excited, but I'm really nervous. Um, I just, you know, I just thought it would be fun. Um, but I was talking to a friend who's also taken the class, and she's really, really done a really great job with comedy um, and putting herself out there and being really hilarious. But we, I was like talking about a joke where how I'm afraid to have a child because I don't want to be murdered. <laughs> And she was like, you need to write that down. That's really funny. And I was like, is it not too dark? Are you sure? She's like, hell no. So Jeanette McCurdy. Her whole fucking book is that Queen of joke. dark comedy. Yeah. I mean, she's she knows he, she's hilarious and she doesn't want to be pitied. And she does not play it up. <laughs> no. This is a, a, a really unadorned right. book. It is it uh, just to be really objective about it. 
it's written very matter-of-factly. Yeah. You know, almost dry, but not. But not. But not. This she is gives the humor. us just enough. <laughs> Where last episode I was talking about, like, the total opposite of my humor is that Mark Manson, uh, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. That's literally just the polar opposite of my humor where Jeanette is kind of you know, on the same scale side as me, as yeah. far as like, this is my style of humor that I do think is really funny. She killed it. So that one was definitely a favorite. Um, Speaking really- of killing, uh, <laughs> I hate you. Don't kill me was the next book. <laughs> no, it's, I hate you. Don't leave me. Right. This one was about borderline personality disorder. Um, I have lots of experience with that. Right. So this was a super huge fucking book. Yeah, I don't really. I have friends who live with borderline um, and they tell me, you know, how difficult it is. So it is definitely cool to read if you do have a loved one. It sounds scary. Yeah. And it sounds like if if life is just utterly terrifying to you all the time, you may want to check out this book. Even if you don't have BPD, it may give you the tools Mm -hmm. to help make life a bit less scary. Yeah. Awesome. So good good job writing a book that improves the world, both for people who are with BPDs and people who have BPD. And our last book, episode 12, was... Fuck you, I'm a nihilist. Probably our both least favorite. And I thought I would like it. I really, I was like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. That's me. Everybody knows that about me. Like, I don't care. Like... I really needed this book. I just didn't like the and way I it was written. I thought I would really like it. Um, the fact that it it <laughs> is so blah throughout and then ends with the literal Sermon on the Mountain yeah, at and the end, dude just it's like so uncompelling. Talking about himself and like, I don't know. It's just like, I know you, some people's life experiences are interesting and that's why you would include it in your quote unquote self-help book. But this dude's life is not that interesting. <laughs> Really, nothing's and happened to he him. He doesn't even really talk about the parts that I would find interesting, like all the cool travel stuff. Like, no. Who just, did you fuck? I don't, I don't care. You know, like he didn't, didn't bring would, any of that up. I would just want to know so I could send them a condolence. What? How? How? How good of a kisser <laughs> was the Asian girl? Oh my God, he talks about Asian girls like quite a bit. Not, <laughs> like, not girls. Not just like a pretty girl. Just yeah. like this Asian girl and I went to get something <laughs> to eat. Like what? Okay. Anyway, <laughs> my black friend and I. My- <laughs> um <laughs> so that was our first season yeah it was really fun i think you're right i think it was really illuminating i challenged adam to pick out a few books and we're not going to tell each other um for next season that we really want to read and i i my list is too big like i'm gonna have to like narrow it down as i'm like looking at it Ultimately, we're going to do, wait, did you say for me to pick out four books? I just said like two or three. Okay, I picked out three. All right, cool. I didn't lose the challenge yet. Not that it's that kind of challenge. Who cares? But, you know, next season of the podcast is not going to be six episodes. In fact, one thing that we should probably do is open things up and say, I would like for you to cover this book, and here's a little paragraph on why. Yeah. So what you got here? Or do you want to hear mine first? No, you do one first. Okay. And then I'll do one. The five love languages. Okay. Because he needs to know how to love. No, because I... (laughs) A, love is not real. But B, 
Um, no, I think that it would be very helpful for our listeners. Yeah. No, I, I definitely think that this is just one of those books that everybody knows about and everybody pretty much has taken a little online quiz mm-hmm. to learn their love language or they've talked about it in therapy to learn their love language. Yeah. Um, it's definitely something that if you aren't aware of can make your relationship better. So yeah. it's also good to know about yourself. So whatever. I don't know that it's good to know about yourself. I mean, oh, wait. If you're not scary. <laughs> <laughs> what what kind of podcast do we have? Um, okay, so you do one. Okay, so I wanted to do... This is a book that a dear friend of mine recommended. We've been friends for almost 11, 12 years now. Her name is Megan Jean, and she's like... I always call her my big sister. She's a fabulous, amazing person. Um, but... She recommended Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, which Mm. I feel like is going to be, I shouldn't say that because I'm excited about all the books and then they turn out to be stinkers. Expectations are a bitch. Um, (laughs) But I think this might be my answer to The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. We're going to keep on trying to find the book that we thought that that was, right? (laughs) Right. Not a bad thing. Yeah. So I'm excited about that one. My next one is The Mountain is You. The Mountain is You. I have my reasons. So that one is, what is, it's like, you are in your own way. Isn't yeah. that what the sub right. subtitle is? And yeah. this one was recommended to me. Um, I put it on the list. It was by a very special friend of mine um, in Nashville who I really, really enjoy. Um, she always has great books to recommend. I have a song called Like a Mountain. Mm. And I've I've found this elsewhere and also did past life regression the other day and this came up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the point of the song is that no matter what's happening in your life or how how terrible it seems, that essentially I need you to think of yourself as being like a mountain. Mm-hmm. And you depression is with you. But depression is the weather mm-hmm. on the mountain. And it might hang around for a long time, but it's just the fucking weather on the mountain. It can't kill the mountain. It's not going to wear the mountain down. The mountain is still going to be there after this weather passes. And whatever it is that you're going through, it will pass. You're stronger and bigger than it is in spite of what you may believe. That's So that's just my personal, like, this book resonates on that level Mm -hmm. i know it's probably going to be kind of adjacent to what my song was about rather than being the exact same thing Mm -hmm. but still it stood out to me as kind of like oh here's a sign so that's why i picked that yeah you told me that a long time ago and when i was going through some hard times and i hope i am a really cute mountain (laughs) i'm a terrifying mountain Um, the next book that I had, I mean, I had a bunch on the list, like just straight up, but so I, this one might be a huge dud and it might not be, I don't know. He's just not that into you. Mm -hmm. That's a good choice. I really, really, really. (sighs) Okay. So I have mixed feelings. I think that the time period that it was popular and written in is super, sexist and gendered you know women are from venus and men are from mars kind of stuff Mm -hmm. but i do think that its message is something that i speak to 
speak about quite often where what does it mean and he didn't respond because he doesn't want to yeah so you kind of feel like it's it's possible that our society has maybe evolved past the writing of the book, but yeah. not the message. Yeah. Yeah. I so get that too. it might suck. I might be like totally wrong, but um, I don't know. Like sometimes I'm just like, even not even in romantic relationships, it's just like if somebody wants to be there, they will. If somebody wants to be your friend, they will. You know, if somebody wants to do that and if they don't, they don't and mm-hmm. don't. You know, it's it breaks your heart, but it's just kind of like keep it moving, like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> don't force things. So my third choice, um, I picked it not because it's a self help book so much. It is, it's it's kind of a how to book. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. Here's why I believe it's a self help book. So this is a book by Jeff Tweedy from Wilco. Um, he wrote a book called How to Write One Song. Mm. And I have already read the book twice. Not because I don't know how to write a fucking song, but because it's so it's so useful and it it's not just how things apply to songwriting. Mm-hmm. This is a book about creativity and how I was just listening to uh, part of Rick Rubin's new book about how people will tend to believe that creativity, is reserved for extremely special people on a pedestal, essentially. And that it's creativity is not for the masses to try. But one of the one of my crusades in 2020 began to be I I know that I'm writing a lot of songs, but it makes me feel really good. I'm not writing all of these songs to show off. I'm not doing all of these records to prove that I'm better than you. In fact, I'm challenging you for every song I write. I want you to write one. (laughs) And it doesn't matter what it's about. It can be the dumbest fucking thing in the world. Uh, The last song that I showed to somebody is literally the dumbest thing I've ever written. And it brings me so much joy and makes me laugh so fucking hard. That Look at that dog song. Uh, <laughs> it's really funny. Look at that dog. I'll send you a copy. Uh, <laughs> but the the point is that the creativity is something that I think our souls need. That yeah. people will be like, "Oh, I don't have a creative bone in my body." It's like, well, fuck. You know, everybody's the, creative. The decisions that you make, including driving home when there's a traffic jam is creativity. Yeah. The little songs that you make up to sing to your cats, <laughs> that's songwriting. The conversations that you like, have with strangers that. on the subway or on the Marta bus, that's creativity. That's All of it is fodder for songwriting, and all of it can help you to find... All of it can help you to bring magic into the world. Yeah, You're reaching into the ether... Where there is, let's be honest, there is nothing there. Mm-hmm. And you close your hand around it and bring it into you, and you have a fucking song. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's magic. And it's magic, I think, that everybody needs, whether it's a song or a painting or just uh, an effective way of talking to your partner. Mm-hmm. It helps. It, the, the color in this world comes from creativity without it everything would be black and white mm-hmm. and there's so much beauty to be had and to be expressed 
I want that for our listeners. I don't care if they write better songs than me. <laughs> I hope they do. I hope everybody starts writing songs and that they're all better than the ones that I've written. <laughs> because the world will be a better place because everybody is putting in. And yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest Wilco fan in the world, but I think Jeff Tweedy seems like a interesting, cool person. He seems like a really sweet guy, and he suffers from migraines like I do. Yeah, I remember reading an interview with him that I really thought was cool. Like, uh, someone was, I've told a lot of my friends this, but like someone was asking him, like, <laughs> do you like feel stupid now that there's a Wilco song in like this dumb whatever movie and he was like my dad worked for the railroad for like till he retired Mm -hmm. if i were to turn to him and say oh i turned down hundreds of thousands of dollars because it was a dumb movie he would like not know like what that is you know like that's such a privileged thing to say of not selling out and so i really really um like people who seem to be pretty realistic. You're going to love listening to him read this book. Too <laughs> yeah, he also it's read narrates. By Jeff. Yeah, he narrates. You're going to love spending time mm-hmm. with him. The uh, the memoir that he wrote mm-hmm. about the, you know, at least the first several years of Wilco and how they came to be formed, mm-hmm. the, the years that I'm honestly more interested in. Um, I had to pull over and cry at one point. Like mm-hmm. that dude got me. And yeah. I'm really looking forward to spending time with that book again one yeah. more time because I'm going to get more songs out of it. He's going to remind me of stuff uh, about songwriting that I've forgotten about. And just he <laughs> it's 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 a weird thing because he demystifies it and the magic is still there. Doesn't make any sense, but I love it. Nice. No, I was um, excited to read that one, too. So I think that'll be really fun. Um, the third, okay, so there was two for the third. Um, one was This Is Your Destiny, and then the other was The Power of Now, mm, either mm-hmm. or. Yeah. And so these are... <laughs> I almost put The Power of Now on there, but I know that we're going to do it. These are <laughs> probably the more like woo-woo. Uh-huh. <laughs> I just okay. So if you just believe in yourself, everything will when fall you're, into place. When you're uh, when you're diving into the world of self help, there is a Venn diagram of self help psychology versus spiritualism. Mm-hmm. So this is your destiny, and the power of now are both about manifesting through astrology. Which astrology is really fun. Do you think maybe we could do an episode where we take a two-week break and do both books and do Mm. both books in one episode where we compare and contrast them? That could be possible. It depends on how long they are. Yeah, totally. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it does. It also depends on the weather and, you know. Yeah, and if this if I'm just going to be traumatized in the first chapter or something right. like, um. I'm really glad that we've set a precedent <laughs> in this season for us to just drop a fucking book. Right. So yeah, I did want to like, add a disclaimer. Like we might not do the ones we just named. Like if it's just like right out the gate, like super traumatic, and I'm just bawling, I'm really not going to continue with. It. No, and if if y'all are super excited about some of our choices. Let us know. And if we missed the one that you were like, uh, surely they're going to do this next season. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. And we will ignore you. No. 
We have a huge no, list. No, we will consider it. We get requests all the times. So we have a huge running list. I have a small running list of like books that I want to read for like my own goals, you know, into the future. Um, but these are some really good ones I think we have to start with. Yeah. Well, um, I guess next week we better take a trip over to Bookish mm-hmm. in East Atlanta Village. Yeah. And start grabbing some of these audiobooks. <laughs> They've got all of these. Yeah. We st- we still go over there to buy physical copies of these a lot right, of the time. Right, right. Um, so, and also just to chat and get some recommendations. They have some good ideas for And they're sure. so cool. As are the people at your local bookstore. So if you have a local bookstore, support them. Don't give money to Jeff Bezos. He doesn't need any more, and he's listening to this conversation anyway. He don't care. Um, but you are also cool, dear listener. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for <laughs> checking out this non-episode episode. For this journey. Yeah. We really appreciate it. It's been it's been kind of exhausting. Like I'm a little bit looking forward to like not having to read <laughs> quite so much. I'm already listening to another book, and I'm what probably are you listening gonna, to. I'm listening to that Rick Rubin book. Oh, about creativity, which he pronounces creativity. <laughs> he does not pronounce the a, and I'm having to figure out like is. Is this a way of pronouncing it? Is this right? Is this an accent? Is this a local thing? Like, I've never heard anybody say creativity before. But he's just not Alabamaizing it or creativity like we would. But So yeah. I'm, that doesn't have anything to do with the podcast, really. I'm just doing it for funsies. But he's already, like, sitting there like, like a Buddha on top of a mountain. The chapters have no form. He's oh, just, dear. it's like one sentence at a time of like, here's another Rick Rubinism, <laughs> y'all. Um, and, uh, you know, God bless him. He's fucking genius and a weirdo, but uh, it, the book layout is already weird. Well, have fun with that. Thank you. I'm going to be listening to some true crime podcasts and documentaries. <laughs> some Bailey Sarian. Yes, I love her. (laughs) All right, folks. Well, we're going to take a break for a little bit, but we will be back soon with some interesting books for y'all. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.